like that. I oh no, yours is still broken. Yeah, I forgot. Grandmother, grandmother bitch. Grandmother bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm fixing it with tape though. My cat is scared okay. of my fan, so she ran away. I didn't even open it this time, and oh, she still no. ran away. Wow. She said, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> she says, that's a ah. Jimbo thing. Clown. 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 <laughs> Clown. <laughs> Welcome to the Cop the Currently Unnamed podcast, where we put the real and the tea in reality, and you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy, say something gay. Gay. Um, so, this episode felt special enough that in honor of one, uh, Eve the Bunny, I made a white wine spritzer tonight, but in fact, and indubitably, it is made with Arizona iced tea. Uh, I use my favorite flavor, which is green tea and ginseng, and it's very refreshing and very lovely. So I've got a little bit of my Pinot Grigio I need to finish. So this felt like the right occasion to do so. I thought you're going to actually pull out the black and white tea. I no, I couldn't find any. I can't find any in um, in Tucson. So I think I'm going to have to order some at some point. I- I literally never even heard of it until I randomly found it at the convenience store by me. That's why I was kind of like, is this work? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but now it's the only place where I can get it. So it's kind of scary. Love it. That's fine. Um, I am Brandon, your professional fangirl of Concert Dragon video games. As always, um, my handy dandy big water bottle because hydration is important. And I am David Healy. And I don't have a cute intro, but I do have a cute shirt. And I am wearing a shirt from one of my favorite all-star talent show winners. One, Ben de la Creme. Love her. Um, and today I am drinking water. Agua. There was a delayed pause. Why? Because I wanted there to be. Well, you totally paused. It's okay. Um, <laughs> regardless, uh, it is I, Brooke, a queer college graduate who plays way too many, much fucking Smash Bros, also known as the Brooke Hogan of the Cup. Um, here lately, I have been playing Crash Bandicoot to insanity, even though the controls on that game are awful and they make me want to die. Um, and I am drinking uh, water, tap water, actually, out of my lovely little Universal Orlando cup that I got a couple years back because I felt like being festive today. Come on, festivities. <laughs> hey, everybody, what's happening? It's me, Eve the Bunny, Chicago drag artist and queen of Ivy Park. Today, I'm repping actually my very, very first piece of Ivy Park I ever purchased uh, from 2020. It was from the Drip 2.0 drop. It's the honey crop top uh, hoodie. Um, I have the matching pants too. Um, it's my yes. Um I love it because I'm in this mode where I'm very getting getting back into caramels and browns and stuff. Um, so yeah, I love it. It's my baby. And I'm actually not drinking black and white tea today. Um, um, that's because of the fact that we did a gig. Uh, I had a gig this weekend and one of the sponsors was Pepsi. And so they had a crap ton of Pepsi. So I took like 15 two liters home. As you should. Yes. I took like 15 two liters home and a whole bunch of 20 ounces. And so I'm drinking Pepsi. Yes. Not sponsored, but it could be. Not Um, sponsored, but it could be. Absolutely. Y'all, 
We are almost done with this season. Almost. Yay! Whoa. Another one bites the dust. I will say, I loved this episode. I did. Too. I really did. It was a great was episode cute. of television. It was cute. It was cute for me. I think a lot of it had to do with everyone but Heidi being back. Yeah. Uh, and in this moment, I'm that gonna worry about shady. Heidi. I'll worry about I'm Heidi. Worry about Heidi. Logan, that, I heard that's that not you, shady. I heard you liked the episode because of the company you watched it with. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Logan and okay, I watched, I watched the episode this with together. David Healy. He was in my apartment. Uh, uh, we we did thankfully get to film two podcasts together. So go check out our most recent episodes of France and Mexico drag race coverage, um, where in France we gooped and gagged the children, <laughs> and yeah. that clip will be on social media very soon. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Cup Pod. But um, but no, it was a good episode. Um, I can tell you exactly how David felt about this episode because I watched him watch the episode. <laughs> Very nice. uh, for me, because mm. I, as I have been told, I have not been able to hide it very much. I have not enjoyed the season very much, keeping it a buck. This is my Shocker. favorite episode of the season. This is my favorite episode. Oh, good! Um, especially, well, for one, everybody was back other than Heidi, R.I.P. Um, but, you know. She's not dead. It, she's dead to Drag Race, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. She's, I think I think she might have fell into that weird space like Willem and and Courtney and them where we were just kind of like Willem, oh, we Courtney, her girl, Kim Chi, yeah. basically like I don't think so. I hope not. I hope, I hope that she comes into one of those slots where she just shows up every now and then, occasionally. Same. I doubt it, but I hope. Um, but no, it was really nice getting to see everybody again. And this is also why I've always loved the talent show being the first challenge. Because, one, you could tell half the queens thought this was going to be the first challenge. But, two, it's just oh, really yeah. nice getting like reintroduced to everybody through what they do best versus, like, a performance challenge where they write a verse that has to fit a specific theme, which doesn't really introduce you to them. Like... Even if the giant challenge is the first episode, I kind of am here for because it lets you see what they like, what their concept of drag is. Like, I like the lyrics and stuff, but it doesn't really re reintroduce you to who they are as a person and as a queen. It's also really interesting to think about how different the season would have been had this been the first challenge. It's really mm -hmm. weird because there were a lot of people that were commenting on Twitter that, that said, Oh my God, I'm so annoyed. We had this talent show and we had like seven people lip sync or eight people lip sync. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to say this as a drag artist. Put some legitimacy on lip syncing. It is not just a last inch effort. It is a, it is a medium in itself that's very, very similar to like acting. So that's, that's one reason too why when people get annoyed when there's a lot of acting challenges and performance challenges i'm like well other than that we don't really get the chance to see a lot of what they can do on stage their stage presence how they move how they carry themselves things like that that you normally can see through a lip sync you usually only get to see that when they're about to go home so it's like i'm very okay with having a talent show with having them lip sync because it's still it still gives me a peek into what it would be like if i went to go see a show with them in it you know yeah, exactly. I agree. And honestly, I've said in the past, I think it'd be kind of interesting if 
instead of a talent show, they did a challenge where bring your own original song and perform it however you want. Because that's kind of what we're getting anyways. And that's kind of what always wins. So it feels like a lot of the like other talents that, that uh, maybe, I don't want to say more, more, uh, how do I word this without delegitimizing lip syncs? The more unique talents that are Yes, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, but they kind of get overlooked. Like some, we've seen some really talented people that just get passed by, like Thor G. Thor with the violin. That was great. So honestly, I think it'd be a more even level if everybody just came with their own original songs and showed us what they can have. And they can even incorporate other talents into that. Well, then Drag Race better pay for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pretty Barbie, much are. I, I agree with you completely, but, like, those are not cheap to make, so... I mean, and also, with season 15, we saw that they were willing to pay music. I mean, season working all of it, too. They were willing to pay for a bit of licensed music for performances, too, because, like, they paid for that Fifth Harmony song for Jasmine Kennedy. They paid for Zombie for Sasha Colby. A couple other people got music paid for them, you know? So, like... Yeah. I, I hope that continues as well, um, because allegedly something that's happening on All Stars Nine is that they've all gotten a decent stipend, which we've been asking for forever. So, like, hopefully, this is a trend that continues and not just "Hey, smaller All Stars cast means we have more money we can send to the girls." That's what I mean. Yeah. And if it means, getting it. yeah, I, I, it, it, I agree with you, Eve. It feels like they finally get it. They finally understand this is what we need in order for our girls to be fully successful on this show in order for ratings to be higher because it is no secret that the ratings for this season are not nearly as high and i think are the lowest they've been since all stars five yeah because it's becoming because it's becoming one of those things where and i say this hmm Honestly, I'll just put it that way. I sure. say it honestly. RuPaul's Drag Race very much did start out initially as a drag competition that happened to be a reality show, and it has flip flopped very hard in the past couple of in the past couple of seasons. Where it has been like the competition part has almost become a little bit secondary from how they're producing things. You know what I mean? To the point where people are being turned off from wanting to watch the rest of the season because there's too many storylines being fed to them and this and like other opportunities where they could have been like well crap you could have just had all the girls do this or all the girls do that you know what i mean or things with like what was it oh god um i think it was uh was it season 15 where like for the first half of it the runways were like so super fast you couldn't even see any of the girls look it was season anything. 15. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, Eve, you probably have no idea. Oh, oh, okay. So do you remember during season 15 when we got the the 60-minute episodes, there was Mm -hmm. a change.org petition that went around Mm -hmm. that we believe actually got them to change it back to 90-minute episodes? Uh Uh-huh. You are talking to the person that started that petition. You did? That was Brandon. Brandon. (laughs) Yep. My petty ass, I was like... I'm doing this right now. Well, <laughs> the fun part about it was bad. it was really funny watching all of these channels talk about there was a petition that got started and like 30,000 people signed it and just sit back over here like, yo, Brandon, these people keep talking about you. <laughs> yeah, literally, you were just like, yeah, I mean. Oh, that's literally, all, all it was just like. 
and all, the petition just popped off so quickly too it went like overnight it went from like 100 to 5k and then it just kept going because mm-hmm. it was easy especially given the fact of how much people did not care for uh real friends of the, that homo show with the weho boys we were like no we don't want to see this like very very makeshift i don't know what is this like it's Bullshit. supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like friends but half of you look like the cast of frazier it's odd <laughs> this is very odd okay. for me it was no and then they weren't as actually all that friends watched, as someone that watched both of those shows growing up can can confirm <laughs> I, i'm i'm good with my references trust and believe but i like, not believe that <laughs> but no it was it was one of those things where it was like we're missing out on so much of what really makes the show stuff that we actually want to go back and watch you know what i mean like the runways and mini challenges and stuff like that i feel like there were a couple of seasons where they really weren't doing a lot of mini challenges and stuff like that so we were just going straight into workroom drama and then going into the runway and we're just like okay i kind of need a break you know and then sounds about right (laughs) yeah because and then we got it even back and I think we got it honestly at a good time because we got it at the Rusical, which I'm yeah. glad we got to see a little bit more of that. But like anyway, even Untux talk- back, even Untux back in the day used to be like iconic. Uh, then why are you talking? One of my favorite moments ever. Like, right? Can someone do my fucking theory. lash because I'm such a disaster? Like. Your tone seems. Oh, I've very- never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted sugar daddy, a sugar, sugar daddy, I could go out and get one because I'm what sickening. You could never have a sugar. Oh, we can't quote her anymore. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we walk into the workroom and it's just Jimbo and Candy. It's just Jimbo and Candy, and Jessica's gone, and I'm sad. And we go to open the the lipstick box, but like, who fucking cares? Because we literally saw <laughs> both of the lipsticks. And it's like, oh my god, there were two lipsticks in there, and one of them said Jimbo, one of them said Jessica. What the fuck do you mean? Part of part of the stuff we're talking about that annoys us about Drag Race, where we're like, why did we need to see all this? Y'all really need because to feel blank well, and the period. Jessica Wilde deserved a spot at the finale of this season. Okay, here's so. what I did like about watching all of this. I feel like throughout the season, you could tell Candy and Jimbo were close. But you mm-hmm. did not know how close they were. Once it was oh, just yeah. those two, they were kikiing like honestly, like I've never seen on the show. I loved it. And, yeah, it was adorable. Like I loved seeing them just enjoy each other. The and, whole wig snatching. We got yeah. this this the woman brings you back to All Stars Five on the finale episode of All Stars Five, where they're doing the pillow fight, and you get the slow motion of the pillow hitting cracker, and she just goes. he gave me that moment and i was like i love when they do the slow-mos in the in like the finale except this wasn't the finale (sighs) i wish it was but um but no i'm like oh my god there's a lipstick for jimbo and a lipstick for jessica what (laughs) i will say as well i don't know if (laughs) any of y'all uh panel and audience have seen the clips from the roscoe's viewing of this episode with candy and jimbo um, Candy spilled a lot of tea, and I don't know whether she was supposed to spill that tea. You can also tell that I love Candy Muse to death. You can tell she knows she's not winning um, based on the edit and based on everything because she's spilling all the tea and Jimbo's just sitting there. But basically she goes, I got really bored one day, and that's why I decided to spread all the rumors that I did. Like, the whole drama of the season was because uh, Candy got bored on set. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Fun fact, Candy Muse is a Scorpio. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, oh, she... another fun fact, I actually hung out with her this weekend. <gasps> Drink. Sorry. <laughs> I completely forgot. Yeah. Um, no, we love Candy uh, Muse. We love Candy Muse here. Yeah, we love Candy. We yeah. love Candy. Miss, there was uh, a, a clip of her saying um, that Just trying to get the alliance to do it. And Jimbo's just like, oh, what? <laughs> like right next to her. David, sweetheart, you cut out there for a decent chunk of that. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was saying that there's a video of Candy uh, saying that she was never going to cut Jimbo, but she wanted the alliance to cut her. So that's why she kept saying that. And Jimbo was just like looking shocked next to her. She was like, what? <laughs> Makes sense. You should be... I mean, from, from a game perspective, right, in a situation where, let's say, at the final three, Candy wins the challenge and has the opportunity to cut Jimbo, right, it's either she cuts the front runner, right, makes the fan base pretty irritated from what I'm seeing on Twitter, right, and loses to Jessica, or she doesn't cut the front runner takes out Jessica, stays loyal to her alliance, possibly keeps the fan base slightly more happy with her, and loses to Jimbo. So, like, I get well, it. Let's be fucking honest here. The fan base is never going to love Candy Muse. No. And it's really unfortunate because Candy is so incredibly talented and so great at Drag Race. There are literally two queens. There are only two queens that have ever made a top two twice. And it's Raven and Candy Muse. That's Candy what I said. Candy should be on the level of love that these, like, the iconic girls are getting. And she never will be. And that's a fucking yeah. shame because she is talented. Have yeah. I loved every single thing she's done on this season? Absolutely not. Have I loved every single thing she did on season 13? Absolutely not. But the bitch is talented and she deserves the respect that she's entitled to. And she's never going to get it, unfortunately. To me, yeah. it's what it's like, oh, people are like, oh, she's arrogant. I'm like, it's not arrogant if it's correct. Like... She's yeah, confident and her success be is begout by her confidence, right? That's what it comes from, right? She is a successful queen who has managed to keep herself relevant in between her seasons, has done remarkably well on both of her seasons. And regardless of if she does or doesn't win the crown, 99% chance that she won't. But you know, she's like done so much in her time on the show that she should be liked more by the fan base, but they're not going to like her, even though they all say they want drama every season, but she gives it to you every episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we go to the next day in the workroom. Jimbo is on Candy's back, and Rue walks in, and all the queens come back, and I'm like, yay. I, I was, was here for it. I was very happy. Mostly for, for <laughs> Jessica Wilde. The fact that Jessica Wilde did not miss a single episode this season. Yes. Period. Yes, literally. The, 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 fact, the, the fact that um, I felt really bad for um, I felt really bad for James uh, because people kept pointing out on Twitter that apparently they all clapped and made noise and stuff for everybody else. And when James <laughs> came out, they were silent. And I was like, what the fuck? happened because we'll talk about it later this is not the only time in this episode that that happened so like something mm. happened on that set where these girls just do not like her for whatever reason or at least some of them don't 
But maybe they could have maybe they could have played into the reason why she got unanimously voted out. Because like I, mm-hmm. I like I said when that episode happened, I was like track record wise and the way everything is set up, it would not make sense for James to go home. But for everyone to unanimously do it, I'm like, this is something I feel like probably got talked about before it happened because I don't see how you all would have made this decision. It just mm-hmm. it doesn't right. it didn't fully track. So maybe there is some behind the scenes tea that. They were just like, let's, or maybe that was something they just thought of. Like, we know James is tough competition. We know James is somebody that could easily make the finals. We need to get her out. Cause she was doing cute fashion looks and she was good with like the acting challenges and stuff. And like, usually if you can nail those two, you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's been tea that we've kind of alluded to throughout the season that um, something happened during episode one that kind of, made James public enemy number one. I think something about her wanting to quit. I don't know. I haven't kept up with it all, but we've talked about it a little bit here and there. Yeah. From what I remember was that the girls didn't think that James should have been high in episode one, which I agree with for the record, even if I am the president of her fan club. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when, and they were like, oh, well, the judges love her. She's getting all this special treatment. But in reality, I think that was the only placement she got all season that I didn't agree with. Uh, other yeah. Other than maybe Snatch Game. I thought she could have won Snatch Game. But, like, that was the only time I think she got overrated on an episode this season. Yeah. I felt like that she got very overlooked for a couple of things. I felt like that she got made a little bit more safe than she need, than she should have been. And I've been kind of like, huh? So it was just... It's weird that that was the that was the group target. You know what I mean? I just feel like that was just a random person that it. I would have seen it easily being more Kahana or Candy or you know what I mean? or somebody like that. But like James, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, who knows? Literally, I'm saying maybe she thought they were going to turn her turn her into a puppet or something. I don't know, child. Hey, shapeshifters. What? <laughs> Yes, everybody is back, and 11 episodes in, we finally get the reading challenge. It's about fucking time. Which I'm very okay Literally. with them doing it this way, because that way we get everybody reading, as opposed to it being later in the episode. Except for Heidi. You're like three or four girls. Except for Heidi. Except for Heidi. Except Hers for probably would have been so great. Except I agree. Hers been so great. Mm. And apparently, um, I know I've not been the biggest James fan on oh. the panel but um i was talking to my roommate and i was telling him my favorite read i couldn't remember who did it and he's like oh that was james <laughs> so congrats oh. to james for having my favorite read of the night which, which was? was it was the yeah. one to uh mrs kasha davis she said um you have the only drag queen story hour where the kids protest <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah was so good. that was a good one that was cute that was cute one I'm trying to think. I can't even remember what my favorite one. What was everybody else's my, favorite? My favorite one was um, Mrs. Kasha Davis being uh, the helipad read with the Lexus. Yeah, that, yep. Might as well. Look, and she didn't. And she didn't sit up in there and make a whole uh, uh, thing about it afterwards, like she did during her season when they read that. I know. Her I, was I was like, like if show we show Farah out to be the bad guy and all of that, and then Alexis just won. Oof. Literally. Uh, I'm trying to remember because, like, for the most part, I'll be real. This wasn't my favorite reading challenge, but honestly, yeah, by any means, yeah. No, but really honestly, good. 
didn't even matter because it was just nice seeing the girls again. So, but, do you know who surprisingly had a good read that I was like, you know what, that actually wasn't a bad one. I'll give you a couple chuckles for that. Uh, was Nation uh, Lopez uh, when she called uh, when she called Darian Dell to work and she was like, no, I know you're not her. I just prefer her. I was like, <laughs> I was like. I was like, that was actually a good one. I know, that was a good one. That was a good one. Where J- when Jimbo was reading Nation, was like, fuck you. No, really, fuck you. I was like, okay, Jimbo. I um, love that. Uh, oh, yeah, and Alexis is to... Lala? Uh, no, yeah, to Lala. <laughs> she's like, this dick. And she's like, this not, a, not a read. Not a just read. A proposal. Just a proposal. <laughs> I was like, you better go for it. I'm like, like, I'm, I'm like sure watching. Did. Yeah, no, like watching that back though, because I was just like, what is this voice that Alexis is doing? But why am I kind of living for it? Yeah, <laughs> it's this like almost foghorn leghorn kind of voice. Very. <laughs> no, foghorn leghorn. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one of my favorites, Jessica Talala. Um, your, your fashion reminds you on Thursdays because that's when I take out the trash. <laughs> Again, there were some good ones. I don't think there's anything that was like. I think about you all the time, especially in the morning at the, the bus morning stop. At the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah. But like there were some good quality reads. There's here. not there's not my favorite read of all time, which I bring up pretty much every reading challenge. But my favorite read of all time is Jocelyn Fox. Wah, wah. <laughs> um Darian Lake. She looks like the kind of girl that would sit reverse cowgirl on the toilet just so she could have a flat surface to eat off of. <laughs> yeah. My favorite read of all time. Oh, I is <laughs> your name Darian Bog now? Oh yes, Darian Bog. Darian so Bog. I oh god, that season six has the best reading challenge. Ever. Truly, the best oh, reading truly. challenge ever. Um, but we got a winner. Name. We get a winner of the reading challenge, and I believe for the first time ever on Drag Race, Mrs. Kasha Davis has won a challenge. Yes, and I was ah. proud. No, I was screaming. I was so Way happy. Overdue. Way overdue. Way overdue. Way overdue. Start of a series of amazing wins in this episode that filled my heart with joy and made it grow three sizes. I'm just going to be honest. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Um, But yeah, so we get the maxi challenge. It's the talent show. Shocker. Woo. Yay. Woo. (laughs) Woo. Like, I just want this season to be over. Can we, can we get that nice little U.S. break period that we get, please? I'm, and we're about to get it, and we're about to get a five-month break, and then it's just International Drag Race. And I'm like, oh, okay. Lovely. Not a break from RuPaul. Oh, don't you worry. Not a break from RuPaul, because guess what starts not next week? Not even a one-week break. <laughs> not even, not, it's not even a break. It's literally, like, I think next four Friday. days. It's like four days. My gosh. Now I get why her talk. I'm just too busy to do everything else. And the show wasn't good. The RuPaul show was actually really good. <laughs> I will say. It is. It, it, was, it was really good. But um, yeah, we get worker moments. RuPaul walks around, talks about some some entertainer pulling 59 handkerchiefs out of her cavity. And I was like, I don't, I didn't need to know this. Yeah, I did not need to know this. I was like, RuPaul. I'm going to ask a question to the panel. How many coffee enemas do we think RuPaul had in this episode? I'm going to say... third of the season. Because the season, that's a... I'm going to say four in this episode alone. (laughs) The (laughs) limit does not exist. (laughs) 
Oh no, 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 no. The limit does not exist. Not the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. I would also say maybe three or four, somewhere around there. Five coffee enemas and three coffee coffee suppositories. Not the suppository. And a singular cappuccino, just for fun. (laughs) Not this. Well, the only other workroom thing that really needs to be talked about is the fact that Alexis is once again trying to shoot her shot with LaLaurie. And said that she needs to, oh, she said, mm-hmm. I, apolo- I just need to apologize and take responsibility for sending you home. And we're all like, duh. I wish I had the screenshot for it, but when Jessica was just like trying to eavesdrop during that conversation, I was just like, <laughs> I should have screenshotted that and saved it. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Wild. That's her name. Jessica Wild. Jessica Wild. Jessica Wild, honey. I love her. Um, I know I do too. Yeah. Do we want to just jump into the jump in the talent show? (laughs) Sure. They were so long and so nuanced. We'll have so many things to talk about. I sure will because we talk for ages. So no runway though. So there's that. That is true. Yes. We have our hosts. They felt like hosts. Like hosts. What do you mean? Like they hosted. They didn't, like it was just like interstitial little, like it was almost like, you know, when All Stars 4, when they had like a little splash screen, you have RuPaul in the background saying some like, random quip about the queen and then it goes into the performance that was like every season every season i literally remember all stars four because for monique hart omo hart she said come now brown cow and for some reason that stuck in my head all these years but Uh, well you know that they just filmed all of those intros back to back to back and then had them go change for their own talents yeah (laughs) yeah i will say i did like their little opening bit where they came out and and was like, I love candy I, news. I love that. That was that was the best part. Mm-hmm. That was candy best. was Jimbo and Jimbo was candy. I love that. That was good. That was yeah. cute. I, I think like, they oh, did a good like job this. too, and they look good. Hmm? Yeah, I do like I do like candy's Jimbo. outfit. I like candy's outfit it's a lot. Not it is not a short skirt or a bra and panty from Candy, and for that I am thrilled. No saying that I honestly think this might be my favorite thing Candy has wore all season. <laughs> honestly, no, last week. No, yeah, the makeover was better in my opinion. Okay, okay fine. The makeover. Still, even then, this is top. No, three. but this is still good for me because like can Candy's outfits have been questionable. This reminds me of her beat, not the beaded runway, but um, she basically was in this look on season thirteen. It was like the chandelier look. Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember yeah. that look? Yes. Yeah. With the big hat, it was like, oh, this is giving that, but yellow. Word. Mm-hmm. Yellow mm-hmm. looks really good on her table, by the way. She looks great in yellow. Yeah, it does. It does. She also looks good in red, as we saw several times on this season. Child. <laughs> All she needs to do is get some orange, and then she's channeling her sis, Tina Burner. So, I mean. Ooh. Burn it and burn it. <sighs> so. We are going to go in order, which means we are starting with my dearest, dearest Monica Beverly Hills. And I'm very excited to announce to the podcast that not only do we have a let loose button, we now also have a... Let us up and clap. Yeah! Let us up and clap. 
Eat it up, you eat it up. Love I it. Have to I, be, love I have it. to be really genuinely honest. This grew on me, and now I'm just like, this is iconic. Like, this is going to go down as one of the iconic talent show performances. Yes. It was not the best I've ever seen, but I love Monica so much that I don't even care. This is giving I'm Roxy Andrews that I'm here to make it. <laughs> yes! It is the new I'm Roxy Andrews. Oh my god, it so is. It so this is. This was better than that. Oh, it's better than it. Well, absolutely. Yeah, it better absolutely. Than this this, is, this is the modern day I'm Roxy Andrews and I'm here to make it clear. Right. <laughs> Fandom for like uh, for like an hour, we're just making fun of Monica, and then the fandom was like, "No, this actually is Loki kind of great." Let's just no, no. I was <laughs> actually impressed by this performance. I actually was impressed. It like, was cute. Yeah. She did what needed to be done. Mm -hmm. She looked <laughs> wait nasty. I was like, oh, "Body, oh, She did what needed to be done. Darling. Yeah. Didn't she have a line about like? Sending people home or outlasting people. <laughs> well, well, again, you know, first times we see that I think a lot of the girls expected the talent show to be the first challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually what it is, but instead she said, No, it's episode 11, and I'm gonna serve and serve and slay and slay and slay. That part. Now, and I'm, not gonna, that, I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Now, the ongoing debate. Not a soul can clock, or not a soaking clock? Not a soul can clock. No, yeah. The real <laughs> argument is, are you serving or are you slaying? Yes. Both. Are you serving Both. or slaying? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes, period. <laughs> yes, 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 period. Well, no, fandom, shut the fuck up and let this girl live her best life, please, because we're living over here, so. Mm -hmm. But we've, we might have said Come a couple on. of books this season weren't the best. But, like, we all love her here, okay? We oh, love this her. is a Monica Beverly Hills stand podcast, period, point blank. Period, 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 period point blank. Like, I love, I love her so much. And the like choreo an angel. was right. She, she had some of the best choreo, I think. That's all it was. It was simple. It was to the point. We can all do it. Trust and believe. If you played this randomly in any club or something, we would all hit that stance and we were doing it. I need ah. I need her to be at DragCon next year so I can just be like, not a soul can clock. Like, I need... Ah. I also... Did y'all see the tweet that was like, um, a new... It was like a new legend rises when the old falls and it's Lucy and Monica. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Again, hey, what we have noted is that regardless of anything, there are the only two queens that have a button on this podcast. That is true. That is true. <laughs> It takes a certain level of uh, icon to have a button on this podcast. So a certain genetic law. <laughs> and on that note, we can't talk about her all day, so we have to move on. Uh, unless there's any other thoughts on Montego Beverly Hills. This is, this is, this is, this is. Oh, actually, I do have one other comment. Um, I do love, and I know I'm pretty sure she's one of your sisters, Eve. I am going to clock the hell out of her. I do love how much Abigail Beverly Hills has just been like, oh, I co-wrote this. Oh, I wrote it. Oh, I wrote this for my mother. And literally one of the comments was like, let her have her moment. God damn. This like, is her moment. Have it. She's not letting her have it. And I'm going to clock her for it. 
<laughs> I mean, I I do agree that that is how it is coming off. I think that she is very excited for the fact that she's hel- like was helping being a part of all of this. Because I mean, oh, I which I get, I get that a, too. I believe she was a hundred percent earnest. It's just not coming off that way. It's, yeah, it's just not coming off that way. Yeah, there's been a couple it of really Chicago girls too that have been like, "Girl, what are you doing? Calm down." And I've just kind of been like, "Ooh, ooh, I'm like." Ooh. Do we want to do we want to score these? Like I not necessarily to. looks, but performances. The performance, I want to. Yeah, I wanna sure. Why not? Why not? You know what? I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna be real honest. And I don't even care if I get any flag for this. My cup is full for this performance. Ooh. No, literally, I'm my bad. cup is no. My cup is also full. My cup but is also full. I'm gonna, I don't give, care. I'm gonna give her a nice sixty. That's fine. Okay. From a performance standpoint, it's like an 80. From an impact standpoint, it's a full, so it averages to a 90. <laughs> I'm going to say my cup is full as well, too. Love you, sis. Monica getting her love highest you, scores Monica. of the season. We love you, Monica. Truly obsessed with Monica in every possible way. And yeah. I, okay, one final thought on Monica. In the workroom and in confessionals, you can tell that she just felt so much better about herself yeah and it was like oh, the competition mode is off and yeah. i saw the real monica in that workroom and in that confessional and she was laughing and having fun she was like laughing at whatever was happening and she was like well shit, i can't say anything i went home first and i'm like <laughs> that's what i wanted to see from her like i'm yep. just yeah i'm so happy Confident, that we finally got to see yeah I'm also yeah, happy that we got to see some incredible looks from her in the fame games not all of them but a, a, a couple, quite a few of them. A good days. chunk. Yeah. Like, she was not by any means my least favorite on the runway at all. This no, season. not no. at all. Nope. Nope. Not, not at, at all. all. Not at all. Not at like, all. Like, oh, we have receipts. We'll pull them after. <laughs> Somebody who possibly was. Possibly. <laughs> Am I the only possibly. person? Like, to be clear, as of recording, I had watched this episode like an hour ago. Mm hmm. I barely remember her performance. And maybe that's just me. Like, it wasn't bad. It's just like, it it's wasn't not good. Bad. It just wasn't memorable. You know what I mean? Like, but I can appreciate her... what Nisha did here, though. Can you? I mean, she did flamenco. Like, uh, did she? <laughs> in a way, but I mean, As I'll say. That trained in flamenco and folklorico for five years. No, she didn't. I'm also a dance fan. Like I've watched like America's the dance crew, so they could dance. I grew up in a dance environment. Like I used to be a dancer. So same. like yeah. So like oh, also I was same. watching like I mean it's not awful, but it was like flaming no <laughs> to me. Flaming. Oh like no, it felt like for me she was marking her performance. She That's was. what it felt like. It felt like she, she was. was at like 70%. And I'm like, why? Do you, she knows she's not winning the fame games. You have to think that. Like something that I thought, something had the most sickening package of these iconic designer, like beautiful looks. She's not winning the fame games. She got purpled incredibly hard this season. Yeah, but we have to remember she was a very last minute addition. So I think all things considered, she did pretty well. Um, in fact, she had a few looks that we were really impressed by. So the fact that she was able to scrape that together, good for her. And yeah, I actually the- heard who she allegedly replaced. I'm not going to say it on air, but it's interesting. Mm. Who talked after? <laughs> um, so we'll talk about it's later. Very, 
it's very funny because this is one thing that I, I know Nisha personally. You can take a drink if you want to. Um, it is very, very funny that during this performance, this was the first time in 13 years that I ever got the correlation of, oh, that's why her last name's Lopez, because she likes J-Lo. I just got that correlation. I literally just got that. And I did just got it because of the fact, like when the song switched to J-Lo, I was like, oh, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, like Nation Lopez. I said, wait, is that why her last, I was like, why did I not put this together? I, I was like, I thought she just that. wanted to, I thought she was, I thought she just wanted a nice, cute little Latin last name. And I was like, okay, work Lopez, cute. You know, I didn't There are a lot of famous people with the last name Lopez. Well, I know she didn't try to name herself after George Lopez. Yeah, but I was about to say, my drag name was inspired because I really liked the name Nisha and I really love George Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> I was Mario like, I, and she's Mario Lopez, her love. that's a better one. And she's talked about her love for J-Lo many, many, many times. I just have no idea why they never clicked. And I was just like, I got that right in the performance. I was like, I was, and then of course she goes into a J-Lo song. And I was like, Jennifer Lopez, Nisha Lopez. And I was like, wait, I feel stupid now. <laughs> I didn't get it either. I mean, you've known her longer than I have, but. Also, if I so remember crazy. correctly, um, this past year, didn't Nisha perform alongside with a lot of, people with jennifer lopez or that was last year one of the last uh years. it was for um i harp radio yeah, it was last year I yeah George. yeah 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 so i was gonna say i was like i i got i got that from a while ago so i did i did forget about that too that's all you should have let us know brandon <laughs> yeah brandon you forgot about, you forgot about that anyway you forgot about this performance i mean there you go I mean, at least she did something a little bit different. She did the flamenco. It sure it seemed like she wasn't hitting it hard or anything, but at least she tried something different. I feel like that. Um, to me, I feel like what it was, it didn't fully come off that way. But I feel like that it was, it was a performance where it was supposed to be something that was supposed to be more technically based. Um, and something more uh, heritage based, something that was closer to her personally. It really, mm -hmm. it really makes me think of like Gia Gunn's um, uh, uh, talent yes. show performance yes. that she did. I just feel like that there was a little bit, a little. I don't know. It's one of those where it's like I can't feel like I can judge it three hundred fifty percent so hard because it is something that does have an amount of respect to it that yes. should be given to it for what it is for, you know. So that's why I didn't completely hate it. It was one that I put in. I just almost put it in a different category. It wasn't one that just wowed me, but I loved it for what it was for for the background and for what she was for mm -hmm. her background yeah. and what she was doing it for. So that I have a lot of respect for it. So I say Steve, that. do you know at all whether she like? like new a uh, new flamenco prior to this or did she learn it for the show do you i do you i know anything about that i'm going to completely throw this in the air and not say that i'm lying but i'm pretty sure she did flamenco or traditional salsa for her talent for continental that she ended up winning i believe it was salsa for her for the okay. year she was in Continental. Okay, I okay. I was like, I that was one of the two. But I do I know that she is. Her I haven't watched her Continental package in a while. Mm -hmm. um, I have seen it, but I haven't I haven't watched it in a while. Um, yeah. I believe it yeah. was also. Yeah, I was like. I, she's I, one she... of the only Continentals to win 
with dance as like predominantly dance as their talent, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the first, if not the first, um, non-trans winner too. One of the first, yeah. Yeah. Because Brooke was one of the first. And there were a few prior. Brooke was after. Yeah, Brooke was after. Oh yeah, no. Because Brooke was after Nature. Brooke was fourteen. I think Brooke was before Sunny Delight. Well, Sunny Delight just won. No, that's a lie. Yeah, you're right. Brooke was no, like, I it was I uh, Tiffany it, T. Hunter. I believe it was. I believe it was Sasha Nation Brooke. Correct, I think. And then I think Tiffany T. Hunter is who it was. And then it was Tiffany T. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sunny Sunny just won, which is a damn shame. We have to do a Miss Continental podcast, is what I'm hearing. Anyway, yes, I'm going to give Nisha a 70. Um, a respectable 68. I'm going to give her a 50. Uh, 35, because that's what I've been giving forgettable everything all season. I'm going to give Nisha um, 85. Mrs. Kasha Davis is mad. As she should be. Uh, Logan, can you pop up? It can be done. Card up, please. Um, this was great. This was everything I needed from Kasha, especially when she was talking about it in the workroom. I'm like, this seems like it could go one of two ways. It could either be like great or it could be like a total hot mess. No, this was outstanding. It was fantastic. Love my girl. I am very happy I got to watch this. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Was as really she happy. said, yeah, she said in her, in her talent, it, there's always time for a breakdown or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think she was the most unexpected with what she did in her talent. Um, everybody else, I could have guessed what they were doing. But yeah, she, she surprised me and um, I really liked it. It was good. I love the route that she took with like the drag queen story hour and then mixing that with this like rap situation about, you know, all of the issues we face in the world. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really well done uh, from Kasha. I was, I was impressed. Um, well, y'all might not be the happiest with me. Oh, um, I want to say this. I think there's something to be said for an idea versus the execution. Mm-hmm. Love the idea, and I love the way that it was coming across. I just don't fully feel like it was completely executed the best way that it could have been. Mm-hmm. And my main thing is, I think it was, I don't know if it was a volume issue or what, but the way that they had the background rock music so loud, you could barely make out fully what she was saying in some points. Um, I feel like that could have possibly been something that could have could have changed. And also, I feel like that she was trying to say a lot. Like, right in that part, it got really, really, really wordy. And so we're just like, oh, wait, 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 wait. And it was, I was following a lot of it, but I missed out on spots. And I it almost was easier for me to pick up on the concept and listen to, like, once it got towards the tail end, right when the music changed and got, like, a little bit more angelic. And then you were hearing stuff, I was like, Okay, now I can fully make it out, fully make it out what I was saying. But I hate that I was losing parts, like, right at the beginning after the breakdown, because I was like, wait, what's happening? There's a lot going on, and I don't know what's happening. Um, I love the, I, like I said, I just love the idea and the concept. I just felt like the execution 
wasn't my favorite. Um, but yeah, that, she was good. She was good for me. That is a there fair were, argument. Yeah, there were audio issues with a couple people's stuff, so I think that might be a little bit more on a production issue, which we've seen happen several times before across Drag Race franchises. So I, I definitely think I think that's valid, and I think I would agree with you to an extent. I think it I think it was done well. I definitely think it could have been done better. Yeah. I also For feel sure. like Kasha is one of those people too that she only talks in two volumes. She can talk down here, over here. And so it's one of those things where if she's not up here all the time, then sometimes I can't hear her because she's down here. Um, and I feel like that's what happened is right when it went into that that really wordy part, she was just down here the whole time. Da, 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 da. And then she went up here, and then she went down here. And I was kind of like, oh, I heard, okay, wait, now what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you okay, now I got it. But what are you saying? What are you saying? It, it just didn't work the best for her uh, uh, her cadence, I feel like. I feel like that it could have mm -hmm. possibly been a little bit aired out more so you could have really heard what she was saying. Because I like the fact of how she was like, it was like Hasha Davis rapping, you know? So I was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of here for this. It was giving me like a Glamour Zanian Airways throwback of like, yep. of her, like, you know what I mean? I was like, okay. But like, yeah, it got a little bit jumbly. For me it's it's funny you mentioned her cadence though because it reminded me of something very specific and i wish uh -huh. lana was here because she would get the reference completely but um one of my favorite janet jackson songs is son of a gun and carly uh -huh. simon kind yes, of does yes. like a spoken word type thing uh -huh. in the background and she sounded uh -huh. so much like carly simon in son of a gun <laughs> to me sure, just yeah. like you think you're a cumulonimbus or <laughs> yes <also> <laughs> Love that. I love it. I love Janet. Yes, definitely. Are we ready to score? Yes. I'm going to give Mrs. Kasha Davis an 85. going to give this a 92. I'm going to give it a 72. I'm going to give it a... Damn, Davis giving it a 72? Hold on, I got to go lower. Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna give her a seventy-one and a half. Ooh, Sorry. ooh, okay. Is that uh, the first half we've ever had? I believe. So. <laughs> yes. Starting friends. Uh, my cup is full. Work. Darian Lake with the second ever successful stand-up performance on a Drag Race franchise. Who was the first? Uh, you don't watch France, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> it was just a couple weeks ago. But it was just on France, uh, Miss Ginger Beach. Oh, no, Ginger Beach. And this was great. I loved it. It was great. Did what needed to be done. Icon mother moment. It could have been better, but I do think it was a very solid, solid Very solid. Very solid. And can I say this, and this is not in any way trying to be shady, because I think that we are very, well, all of us are very proud of, of Miss Kasha Davis and uh, the leaps and bounds that she's made with her weight loss and with her being more visible uh, about- This um, is Darian Lake. Right, this is what I said? You said, you said Kasha Davis. Darian Davis. So- um, <laughs> And Mrs. Kasha Lake. Right, and Mrs. Kasha Lake. So Darian, so Darian Davis. So, um, no, <laughs> can I say this for me, even though it was a simple, like striped cocktail dress was the best. I feel like, like 
shape-wise, body-wise, she looked so MILF here. It was insane. Very Jennifer Coolidge when she came out. I was like, ooh, you look like you're trying to pick the men's up at the bar, girl. Okay. The body was body-ing. Like, you looked, it was right. It was all I, right with God. I know no one will agree with me on this because I don't even know why I'm thinking it, right? But for whatever reason, it was giving me very Miss Cracker in Share the Unauthorized Risical. Like, and I don't know why, but like, maybe it's the wig. But like, something I was, about I it. was, I was prepared to try to agree with you, and you said Miss Cracker, and I went really left. I was like, yeah, I, I was just like, <laughs> no, me too. I was just like, wait, what? I know. Again, I don't know why I am getting that, but for whatever reason, that's what it's looking like. Maybe it's the fate, like the makeup. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. Hey, you know, we all get what we get, and we don't throw a fit. I think she did a great job. I think she looked stunning. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm glad that she took the comedy route. Sorry, David. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she took the comedy route, like, paying homage to her season six um, um, comedy act, because it's still one, of my, still one of my favorite acts. I'm like a opinion. ninja at the gym. You'll you never, will never see, see, there. see me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, somebody mentioned earlier when they were doing the workroom stuff, Darian's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rap. And from what I was getting flashbacks to Girl Town. Hey, girl, all you. <laughs> no. Honey. Darian, can you rap? Um, I can rap presents. You can rap presents. <laughs> someone did yeah. say, um, someone did say, and I did. I was like, oh, I do kind of agree because I would have been okay with one of these, but they said that sadly, um, we went through this entire season of All Stars and we never got the chance to see Miss Darian Lake lip sync. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we never saw Darian lip sync this year. About hey, maybe we'll get lucky and we'll do that like fun thing to do with like the uh, everybody does the performance in the finale because they got a lot of time to fill in this finale. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They might have them bring back for like they might have them. You know what I mean? Start out there. Uh, I feel like they're going to be part of the music tournament video. for Queen of the Fang Games because yeah. Darian would probably win. Honestly, I think the only person if you put all nine of them against each other in a lip sync, Darian Kahana Lala, Darian Kahana, Darian Lala, Darian Lala, Darian Lala. Forgetting somebody that's. Darian Lala. Pretty good in lip sync as well. I'm gonna say Darian Lala and honestly Alexis. I do think Alexis is a very talented lip syncer. It depends on the song. It very depends on the song. She won Boots Are Made for Walking, which is very easy. She, she that was like that's like the quintessential song that you you do when you turn 40 and do drag. Like it we get a pamphlet of songs when we turn 40. Um that's on there. Uh, Fancy by Reba McIntyre is on there. Yes. Um, um, what else is on there? No uh, wonder Kennedy checklist. didn't do well. She wasn't 40 at the time. Um, um, I'm Every Woman. Not the Whitney Houston version, the Shaka Khan Shaka version. Khan. Shaka Khan yeah, is the original. Whitney, so. Whitney Houston's for the, girl, for, the, for the kids and for brunch. Shaka's when you old. Um, yeah, we get a list of them. Um, but I'm changing know, my address when I'm 39, so I don't get it. I mean, Logan... So Alexis is a very talented lip syncer. The only person she's ever lost to is freaking Peppermint. So, I mean, and that's like... Then again, the two people she's beat are Pheromone and Nikki Doll. so... Right. I mean, quality of competition, sure, but she was great in all three of her lip syncs. But, but hey, we have, to, we have to put it this way, too, though. We can't judge them based off of who they beat or who they did not beat because we will never be able to sit over here and say Jimbo is the best damn lip syncer in the world because he beat Silky. 
We can't say that. That is We're not going to say that. All right. We're going to say lightning struck that day. And that's just what happened. (laughs) Okay. So back to Darian. Yeah. Oh yeah. David needs to talk about Darian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought Darian was good. I think it's a little unfortunate that we had the reading challenge and then she did the comedy challenge or uh, her comedy set because there were a few reads in there and I'm like, okay, it just felt a little redundant at that point, but she still was very good. And she took a different edge to it and i like that she had some like self positivity as well so she was good overall one thing that i do want to say and i think did i did someone tell me this and they said it was because of the fact that it was the fame game episode or whatever but they were like get ready because the 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 uh deliberation was going to be very uh all stars seven coded and i was mm-hmm. like I was like, wait, what do you mean? And then when I noticed what everyone was doing, and then I heard the liberty, I was like, oh, that's what you mean. But I want to say that I feel like that Darian did a legitimately decent job. A very good job. I'm going to give Darian a 90. Also a 90. I'll give her a 67. I'll give her an 85. 95. Darian, I have these. I have these. <laughs> James, very Darian, cute. Good this job. This so funny. So cute. So adorable. I liked it a lot. Somebody who I feel like her like boot plate always matches so well with her skin, where it looks like actually natural. And I'm just like, that's cute. And well, I mean, a lot of it is a lot of it is she wears garments with straps that cover it. But yes, I do agree with. You. <laughs> well, really yeah. Talking about they're real. That's what she says. She, 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 she has she these. Real. <laughs> she said they're real. But she goes in the real, and then you hear Michelle Visage and the just better go. Mine are too. I found this to be offensive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I did not. Um, no, is it, is it because was, of your boobs? Yes. Um, I thought it was fun. Um, this is probably the most I've liked James watching this talent show. Um, I think it's a little unfortunate because like, this is kind of becoming a meme, but it's more of, I guess, like a muscular guy did his own version of it. And so now people are just doing the same thing that the muscular guy did in his video. I'm like, well, that's not fair. So now he's really okay. the medium and not her. Okay. okay, I have to be honest, though, because I do think I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, Kevin is actually friends with James. So I think that's why he did it to begin with. And then all the muscle gays are just copying him, which is gross. And very. Disgusting. Yeah, very. But I thought I thought um, I thought Davis was cute because <laughs> he's just like a goofball, and I I enjoy him. Anyway, yeah, she has these. She has these. And I she- also really do appreciate that she called it a dip and not a death drop. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You better. I just it was really fun for me. Um, and yes, I don't care if this sounds hypocritical because I have rode Jimbo's back all season about the breastplate, okay? I have, and I will own that shit, okay? However, 
I really enjoyed the fuck out of this. Um, and call me a hypocrite, whatever the fuck you want. Uh, this was funny, and I loved it. No one is, darling, but okay. Just addressing the comments before they come for me anyway. Well, okay. Well, we talked about, like, in the beginning of the season about Jimbo's large breastplate. I was just like... Mm, but as the season went on, I've learned to more appreciate that now. This, on the other hand, of course, like she, it was a different take. So I can also appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to remember the lyrics when James said, I can't split, I can't dip, I can't do a backflip. But I have these. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. Because I think it was... I think she was trying to rhyme dip and backflip, so which is why yeah. death drop was not even in there. I'm and, gonna say and rightfully that's so. what the term is technically called. And that too. And that too. It's full for James for me. It's also full for me. Um, I'll give her eighty-three. It's full for me. Overflowing. Party. Work. Overflowing. Kahana. 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 Montrese de Bouvier. I have Maybe. one issue with this performance. Don't say it. She's too beautiful. No, I'm <laughs> um, no, my only issue is I think it is very impressive that she can do a standing backpack. However, she did not land that standing back tuck properly, and I had a slight issue with it. But otherwise, I thought this was adorable and cute and lovely and wonderful and perfect. Am I remembering correctly? She wasn't in heels either, right? No. Okay, which, to be fair, because I remember in the work bitch lip sync with um, was it Mercedes. Um, yeah. She does, it's a cartwheel, and it's a cartwheel standing back. She does, right? a, back, she does a cartwheel ba back handspring in, like, like, I think, like, three or four inch heels, which is yeah. impressive. Which... Normally, we would not come for somebody like that. I don't think if we hadn't seen her do something nearing that level of difficulty. Obviously, a back is way harder. But, like, you know. We've seen I her. Like, she did great. Yes, yeah, but... she's great. Just a little bit of a bobble. Just much of a bobble. David, how much did you love this performance? I really liked it. And I, I felt like, even when we were watching it, I felt like Logan was nitpicking the landing. It wasn't that noticeable if if she missed anything. I didn't notice, and I thought she looked great. I don't, and she she showed that she's very talented when it comes to the gymnastics and the cheerleading. So I thought she nailed it. She did very good. Um, I'm just a little mad we didn't get to see her lip sync because she looked so good in whatever outfit she changed into. Oh, she looked good. No, literally. Now, see, that is what I would have loved to see, and that is what it would have made me happy. Not to be really picky, but if we would have swapped this talent show out for a Lala Perusa between all the fame gang girls, that would have been great. And then had the winner of the Lala Perusa be the person be able to spin, you know, the stuff. That would have been later. lovely. That would that would have been, been nice. They also, I would have liked that. They have too many girls for it. I think is what the, like that would be the excuse. They had ten girls they, on season fifteen do a Lala Perusa. What are you talking about? And I was gonna I would, say they would only have eight do it now. Nine. What, nine. Nine? Oh, nine. Yeah, nine. That's not bad. No. Have have just and then have the winner go up against Silky again or something. I don't know. <laughs> have the winner go up against Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> or Eureka. Or Eureka. Uh, they can call in uh I don't know. Who's somebody who's in a lot of lip sequence they haven't done on. Candy Ho. Call in. Candy. 
Colin Kaepernick. Where did he be busy. Lana would Where be so mad right now. <laughs> busy. I, I just want more detox. I really. I do. know. I didn't no, even I, get to see her while she was in town. This uh. is her intervention. Please stop. stop. <laughs> <Hello>. um, <laughs> my score for Kahana is going to be a ninety-eight. Oh, okay. Um, mine's a ninety. Mine is an eighty. Mine is a ninety. I will also have a ninety. Come on, Kahana. The la la re experience. Period. Am I the only person thinking this might be the best like original song performance we've had on Drag Race in a long fucking time? I'm gonna disagree with you right there. I think it is one of the best. However, I do mm-hmm. think the best as of recent is still cornbread. I was exactly. about to say. That was about a year and a half ago. That was like a decent while ago in the Drag Race multiverse. I also think, <laughs> I also arguably liked, um, well, no, we still had Your Name by Shay. I mean, that was, that was like a season after. I mean, they, they were both over a year ago. I'm just saying. Okay, like, we're just talking about something happened specific. yesterday. Okay, so are you only counting All-Stars 8 and Season 15? Say this I, year. <laughs> like, I've seen a because lot Because if of- you're counting All-Stars 8, I like to look over there by Jada. Look over there. Look over like, there. We've had a lot of queens get crowned since season 14 and all sorts of seven. Okay. Confusion. Okay, but not all of them included talent shows. I stand by my... I really... And you don't watch any of those franchises, so why are you bringing them up? Just because I'm on the podcast doesn't mean I don't watch them. And I can't forget Walk That Effing Duck. Sure, it might have been mostly talking, but it was still good. Well, no game I mean, the only thing about that one was the N-A-N-E-T-R-A. Six letters and three vowels, but I digress. This one, though. She did what needed to be done. It was very much one of those where it's like, babe, if you have not bought a ticket to see a La La Re show, you know you need to be buying one now. Mm, Yes. You need to be seeing her wherever she is at. Yeah. Um. Last time I got to see Lala, um, it was actually the week of the season fifteen finale. Um. Yeah. So, I found this really funny too because, like, we saw that All All Star Eight was getting announced, and of course, Lala was rumored at the time. <laughs> so, I I had to like take it in me to be like, so you're on next season, right? <laughs> So, but congrats! Yeah, <laughs> she, was, she was in San Diego when I was in San Diego, and I'm mad that I didn't get to go see her. <gasps> the odd. I didn't know about it. I didn't know she was there until literally the morning after, and I was like, "Oh, that hurts even more." <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that this is the way um, the season ends for Lala, because she's been on such a journey for me and. Like, honestly, I, I probably need to go back and watch season 13. Because I remember everybody was like, oh, Lala, all this. Like, everybody loved her. And I was like, she was such a background character. I don't remember her. I don't remember anything she did, hardly. Except it's the lip syncing that really... And like, even the lip syncing, I like, I was like, oh, Denali won that lip sync. That first one, for me. Um, 
but now I'm seeing her and I'm really appreciating her. So I'm so glad that um, she's been back on my TV screen and she killed this lip sync. Even that thing she did like at the beginning, folding in her, her knees. Oh. I was like, girl, how are you doing that? Like, so good. Go, go tip this bitch. And she is the nicest person in, 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 like, in person. Like, she's so sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, my cup is full. Overflowing for me. <clears throat> I'll give her a 92. Um, Amazing Grace. Full. I'm going to give Miss Lalaurie a 99. Okay. Why? Alexis Michelle. Alexis. I thought what she did was really smart and good. Yeah, I really love this actually. This was another one for me when I was like execution versus payoff kind of a situation, like concept versus execution. Love the concept and I loved how she was executing it. I just still wish that there was one or two things she would have tweaked that would have really put it over the edge for me because I put it to you this way after this performance I was like oh that was great I don't see you winning this talent show but that was great you know no and I like agree. that's yeah but she did a good job she did do a good job I would say this is probably the performance that stuck in my memory the least um some of them were were kind of for negative reasons I, I remembered certain things but for her, it just kind of faded completely. Um, maybe it was her positioning in the show. I don't know. Um, but it was good. Um, my big confusion was, uh, why did those apples not look like apples? Because they look like tomatoes. I thought, I thought they, they, I thought they were strawberries. strawberries. Yeah. Yes, like, yeah, it was, it was because they were so long. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that instead of her doing them is maybe like just the bra cup she did it like the whole bra part of like the corset so it just that was one of the biggest the bigger issues that i had is i was just kind of like mm, that didn't give me the payoff that i think that you wanted for it to give you know and it sucks because i thought her singing and everything was great like it was very much one of those where it's like it was very jinx-esque which i was kind of like okay when she started doing that i was like Okay, this is very Jinx-esque. I was like, this could go over really well. And then when she did the part of the reveal, I was like, that's a nice corset bodysuit <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The way you said, okay. Yeah, I was like, okay. I feel like it was a little bit of a momentum killer for Alexis because she had such good momentum going into this episode. Um a lot of us had her very high on our uh, fame game game list based on some of her later looks. Um, and I don't think this was enough to disqualify her. But anybody who is thinking about voting for her, I don't know if they were completely pushed over the edge. Yeah, I was like, this wasn't this wasn't winning anybody over to her side. I unfortunately, wasn't. it's like if you weren't already there, this wasn't making you go there. Yeah, agreed. Um, I do still think it was a very, very well done performance. I'm gonna give Alexis a 96. Hmm. 96? Ooh, okay. Um, she's got a soft spot oh. for Alexis. Shut up. <laughs> for um, me, um, 
This will also get a 92. Ooh, okay, I'm giving her a nice 62. I'm going to give Alexis a 75. 50. Jessica Wild. Jessica, Jessica. Messica Wild. All right. Um, this was not a Messica Wild. It was not at all. It was not a Messica Wild. It it reminded me of Jessica Wild from season three. It reminded me of season like two. two. That's what I mean. Two. Um, three, two. Darian Davis. Words. Um, <laughs> Darian Davis. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, cause that was something, and I love that she's been able to bring that back out this season too, is that Jessica Wilde in essence is like a rocker chick type of drag entertainer. And so I like the fact that she was able to take her talent into that kind of spectrum and going doing like the hair whips and stuff. Cause I remember she used to do like a whole bunch of hair whipping and stuff when she would like perform and stuff uh, during her season. So I was just like, all right, this is giving me old school Jessica. I was like, I live for this. And I really appreciated that because, of course, like I was like thinking back to like her season two days and then bringing it back to here. I'm like, this is why I love Jessica Wilde so fucking much. Yeah. I think one thing she did that was a little bit better than everybody else is she brought the spectacle factor with her. Like even with the confetti, confetti like flying everywhere at the end. Like, it felt like a finale performance to me. So I was very impressed with her. And she did her own song that she's she's had around for quite a while. So good for her. Bring that back. Get it in people's minds. I thought she did great. Yep. It was good. I liked it. Succinct. Mm -hmm. 90. Full. Uh, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this by saying for me, Lala was clearly in the top, but for me, the second spot could have gone to James or Jessica. So I'm going to give Jessica the same score I gave James. It's an 83. I'm going to give Jessica an 85. I'm also going to give Jessica an 85. Lest we forget our two performances from our top two, here starting with Candy Muse. Performing Muse. Uh, written by Ocean Kelly. I will say Ocean Kelly did both Candy's and Lala's songs. So. Oh, okay. Not like another man that it kind of sounded like when they got to the chorus of this song. And I said, <laughs> Candy, you better not have. <laughs> And then I looked at Twitter and I was like, okay, good. It's Ocean Kelly. Thank God. <laughs> um, I liked it a lot. This is probably in my top three from the challenge just in general. Um, I just think this was, this is probably the first time all season, honestly, that I've really seen Candy Muse and been like, oh, this is Candy Muse from season 13. This is the one that like just took over the entire show. Um, well, okay. That and the, the Rizical, because the Rizical, I'm actually sure. but, yeah, but uh, she was great. I loved it. This is where we saw drag queen Candy Muse as opposed to reality competition show competitor Candy Muse. I think yeah. I will agree with you, Brooke. I was like, this is where I was like, oh, yes, 
I remember, like, not that we haven't seen Candy perform well, because I think her lip singing against Angie was also incredible. Mm-hmm. And the musical mm-hmm. obviously was fantastic. And she's had a lot of really great performances. But this is where I was like, oh, no, this is the Candy, the candy Muse experience, if you will. I was like, she is captivating in such a, like, lovely way. I really did enjoy this from Candy. It was very much giving me, like, Brooklyn Barbie, which yeah. I feel like which I feel like just kind of fits like her, like it gives me that Naomi Smalls high fashion hood red kind of aesthetic. I feel like she mm-hmm. also gives that same, that same uh, like presence, like I'm pretty, but I'll, but I'll fuck you up. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is very much the, this is very much the candy where it's like, now I'm going to show you the pretty candy, why everybody likes me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I live for this. I was like, I can easily see her performing like this in New York and being like, this is, this is what, this is what, this is why she gets booked and why she stays booked. It's, for, it's performances like this and and stage presence like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Live I, for it. First of all, I do want to say uh, a few hours before the episode dropped, Candy tweeted and she said, I'm so upset I don't get to do my talent number in the fame game episode. Well, she tweeted game game episode. Um, and so I saw that. And so when I was watching this with Logan. I'm like, it sucks we don't get to see what Jimbo and Candy's talents would be. And Logan's like, uh, I think they're doing it. I'm like, no. Candy said no. Candy, you're a liar. You <laughs> gotta <laughs> lie. She doesn't believe anything that she says. She's a sweet girl, I but I don't believe a word she says. But Again, uh, Candy's the potster. So. True. Um, I do kind of want to take back what I said to Alexis because this was probably the least memorable, memorable thing for me in my brain, like as of now, like I couldn't tell you much of what went on um, in this performance. So uh, honestly, it's going to be hard for me to even score it because I just mm-hmm. don't. No, yeah, for me well. in the moment, like I was like, I liked it. And then like thinking back on it now, I'm just like, what did Candy do? Like, yeah. again, not in a bad way, but I was just like, just like thinking back to it, I was like, oh, wow. Like uh, when it came to all the performances, I thought that I would remember Candy's because like she was the last one to perform. So Maybe, let me tell you this. The Twitter gays were out and about on their Nancy Drew stuff because the one thing that they did remember from this performance was backup dancer all the way in the far left. Uh, there was a thread where basically someone was like, okay, who is no? Uh, Chloe Coulee actually did it. Chloe, like, Chloe oh, yeah. Coulee's bitch got called out for it, too. It. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she screenshotted him and was like, okay, so who is this guy? And they found his Insta and found his Twitter and everything. And I was like, y'all. Oh, no. Like, literally within like an hour or two, they found his Insta. And everything. He used to and dance with like, for K- Katy Perry, apparently. Yeah. I thought I recognized him. Yeah. I was I saw his Twitter and the first I, I saw his Twitter and the first thing that I saw were Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and I said, So this isn't for me. Oh, is but he the is he the dancer that caused all that drama? Uh I don't wait. know. Maybe what drama was it? Okay. Well he's whole, white, so probably he might be. Well, the whole drama between uh well Katie and at the time, Taylor yeah, at the that time. one of uh one he was somebody was dancing for one of them and then left to go dance for the other. Yeah, so the the tea was um someone was on Taylor Swift's tour and then and then allegedly uh, got hired for Katie's tour. So that's that was the shakeup. So 
maybe i'm like katie's name was first on the list of uh, again that's why i thought i recognized him i was just like why does he look so familiar it's him he's the problem it's him that's what it is literally that's what what happens that's what happens when you throw a rock in gay culture you're always hitting somebody i was literally gonna make that joke later based on something else and now i can't make that joke david so i'm really disappointed you know what logan 85 since i cannot remember it i'm gonna give it a 55. i'm gonna give candy an 85. Full. I really enjoyed it. Great. Work. I doubt I like your most head would be cut off in this way. Really, <laughs> I'm not I was just like, wait, that stare. I don't know what you're Logan thinking said, here. Jimbo's got these. <laughs> She's, She's got these. She's got these. This dumb, stupid bitch. I know. I mean, what I care about more, if I'm being honest, is uh, the fact that she ended up doing this at Roscoe's this weekend with Shea Coulee and then made out with Shea Coulee. And that video is everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's I amazing. Shea Coulee, why can't I make out with Shea Coulee? Because you're not in Chicago. That's true, but I'm close Bitch, enough. you're not from Chicago. Bitch, <laughs> I'm from Chicago. He is. <laughs> When, okay, so once I saw the ice cream come out from the wig, I was like, where is this going? And then the banana out of the ass, and then the cherry out of the pussy. I was like, oh, Not the cherry my. Out of the pussy. Pussoir, honey. And then, of course, the, the, the California girls of it all, the whipped cream and the boobs. Um, my exact reaction. <laughs> I wasn't against it because it's Jimbo's brand, but it's it's just very, very much giving me, I've kind of already seen you do something similar to this, Jimbo. So it's like... I'll agree with that. Oh, that's the only thing. It's just like, I wish I would have saw you come out and do something other, otherly, otherly clownly than you pulling food out of your body parts. Because you seem to just randomly do that all the time. And so, it yes, I'm going to expect... It ain't random at all. It ain't yeah. random. First the bologna, now the banana split. But it's become. But I just, and I'll put it this way: when it's come to when it's come to a lot of Jimbo performances too, it's we either get this or we get them in the all silicone bodysuit and a thong and bikini doing some kind of performance. And there's no like in between. And I don't know. It's like or, Jimbo goes either straight clown or straight bimbo. Shirley Temple says hello. That's true. That's, That's true. true. That's true. But that was one reason I think why I loved that so much was because the fact that it, it wasn't, you know what I mean, falling automatically in either the clown or bimbo, you know, subcategories that Jimbo's drag always seems to fall into. I was like, okay, cool. This is funny as crap. And it's showing me you're more than just titty and food jokes. I have been very anti-Jimbo all season. Just reminding the folks at home. Was not for me. Personally, as I have mentioned before, I don't like the bologna shtick. I don't really like the whole food thing. I just don't get it, I guess. I could see how other people would think it was funny. I did like the California girls of it all with the whipped cream and the and the boobs. That was funny. But I don't know. It's just something about this particular routine she does. Like, just the, the food coming out of an orifice just does not do it for me. I think it's one of those things for me, too, where this does fall under that demographic of it doesn't have to necessarily be a quote-unquote talent, 
you need to make Rue laugh. She knows Rue loves goofy shit like this. So it's very much one of those kind of things where if this was another person doing something like this and they didn't make Rue laugh, they would be in the bottom so quick. You know what I mean? But because Jimbo is able to pull this and Rue loves this from Jimbo, Jimbo's like, well, I know I can just go out and do some goofy stuff like pull a pineapple out of my butt and Rue will just laugh her ass off. And Rue will. And like, that's, you know what I mean? So it's just, it kind of reminds, I want to uh, have a little bit more effort to it. Kind of reminds me of like Widow Pill's variety show performance in that way. I wouldn't say that. I no, wouldn't not, say that. Not like, not like the actual content, but like the, it's really random and it eventually goes somewhere, but like you have to get to the point where it goes somewhere kind of vibe. Like it's not like a talent. It's a, I, I, you know what I mean? I still, I still think there was a little bit more thought and nuance behind Willow's performance than this one. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying like comparative, it's like in that same vein of it's not like they're lip syncing, they're dancing, they're doing comedy. It's this is a performance and that's really the only way you can properly describe it. Jimbo reminded me a lot basically of Chris Evans and Not Another Teen Movie. I was like, this is Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> That scene where he comes out naked and has the whipped cream on him, and then the Ooh, whipped cream on his butt, and the banana's butt, and I was like, "This is this, but drag." And yeah. that's like, exactly you're not. Drag. Drag. <laughs> and that's one, one of my gay awakenings there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, no. Well, as the resident Jimbo fan, here's my fan. I got um, to see the fan in person. Yes, you did. <laughs> I will say. Um, all the other girls should be thankful <laughs> that Jimbo was not eligible eligible to be in the top because oh, I think she would, she would have been. She would have been. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think Jimbo. If you have to describe her talent, her talent, as we've seen twice now, is crowd pleasing. Uh, she just knows how to get crowds and audience, even if it's just four judges. She knows how to get people excited and hyped sure it's polarizing some people won't like it which is completely fair but jimbo just knows how to bring the wow and shock factor and so yeah i was i was eating out of the palm of her hand with this one it was so funny and there's even like little nuances i haven't seen anybody talk about this like nowhere on the internet but when she takes her bra off and she pours out the nuts if you pay attention to it, she pours out the nuts, and there are, I think, only two, two rose petals that also fall out of her bra. And I'm like, that is smart. You're paying homage to uh, Sasha Valore as well with that reveal. So I don't know. Everything about this, I just thought it was hilarious. And I love seeing her and Shay together because they're two of my absolute favorites. My favorite U.S. girl, my favorite Canadian girl. So I loved it. I'm going to give Jimbo a 96 because that feels correct. I'm also going to give it a 96. Well, I will match your all's 96. Okay. Well, I won't. I'm giving Jimbo <laughs> a 69. Ooh. Oh. Nice. nice. I, love, I love all of you all just saying, I'm going to match. And then he's just like, no, no. <laughs> that's fine. That's uh, fine. 
You know, I was going to give her 74, but I think a 69 feels more appropriate. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, naughty 69. <laughs> so, we get a top two. We have a lip sync for your legacy. And our top two. La La Was anybody surprised by that? Because I kind of was a little. No. And the reason I wasn't surprised about it is because Logan has been mentioning for a few episodes now that the tea has been kind of wrong all season, right? These two being the top two fixes like half of the tea that we got. Not even close because the original tea said that Lala Ree won three lip syncs and three yeah. challenges. So hey, maybe they're going to do lip syncs during the finale. <laughs> no, it said she had three challenge wins. Uh... Hey. It's better than one. <laughs> maybe maybe they meant like the Lucy LaDuca standard and like many. Oh, it's a Lucy LaDuca. Many challenges this season for her to get three wins. Uh, Not even I, that. I, I tried, Lala. That. I tried, girl. I will say, I definitely thought Lala would be there. I did not know who the other person was. That's how I felt. That's how and I, I was. I was very happy. This is James's first win ever. So you know mm. what? In that regard, I'm very happy, and I think it is very well deserved. Yes. Yeah. I, agree. I feel like I, I would have. I feel like I would have been like, huh? If they would have. I feel like unless it would have been maybe like Kahana. I don't know who well, else. Jessica, I think, is really the other person, or even yeah, honestly, Jessica. even Darian. Yeah. You know who I would have yeah. thought? Hmm. Kasha. Kasha. I've seen Kasha how... was good. Kasha was good. I think it goes back to what Eve was saying about like. Concept ten execution maybe like an eight and a half. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I agree. Yeah, and yeah. I've so off Brandon's point though. I've seen a lot of people online saying that Kasha should have been in the top two. Um, now again, big fan. I don't know if I agree with that. I really love the performance, but I definitely think that out of everybody that was here, I think that this was my top two. Yeah. So no, I, I'm not mad at this. Like I was surprised, but I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I just kind of wish that maybe there had been a top three lip sync because now it just seems like such no. a big advantage for two people. Like if two people are gonna get a huge advantage, then well, I don't think the original plan was for two people to get the advantage. Oh, I do. Literally, oh, I absolutely do. I do. No. I do. I do. I think honestly, either way, we cut. You can kind of figure that they were really hoping that a few queens would win because I mean, obviously, production's going to have their preference for who's going to win the fame games. You know, they want to have specific queens. Obviously, are going to be more preferred for them than others. And the two that they picked are people that we, as a fandom, have really, for the most part, like been big fans of on Twitter and online throughout the season. So and I would say the two people that maybe production thought people would think need the biggest uh, redemption didn't go well went too early, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. the people that are going to need so, it the most. Yeah. So Lala and James would think to rain on me. They paid for rain on me. No, they did. They paid for I, rain I'm on me. No, I'm pretty Those sure they two. paid for all of Chromatica. You think? I think so. One dollar and ninety nine cents. No, because I'm thinking about this because um, I, I was actually oh, wow. watching an Alex Fed video last night, actually. Mm -hmm. um, when, when they paid for Bad Romance for season three, that was a big deal. Yeah. So I'm 
I'm under the impression because they got Gaga so early as like a guest judge for season nine, like pretty much Gaga's like golden for like um, majority songs. So like I could definitely see replay as a lip sync song at some point. I would love that. Well, because they've, am I wrong in saying they've only done two songs off Chromatica so far? Because they did mm. Stupid Love and All Star 7. Stupid Love and Rain on Me are the only two. The All Star 6. All Star yeah, 6. six. Um, are those the only two? Yes. I believe so. Yeah. As of now. Um, which, great. Any any amount of Gaga on my screen for Drag Race, I'm here for. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this lip sync. And it further reinforced my thought that this is the best episode of the season. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought there was a clear winner of this lip sync. However, mm-hmm. I think James did so much better than I thought she ever would have. No, literally. I think, I think it really comes down to the fact you can tell that she has gained a lot of performance experience, specifically after moving from Vegas or moving to Vegas, because it like she felt a lot more com- confident in her movement. Was it the best lip sync I've ever seen? No. Was it fun and exciting and I had a good time watching both of them perform? Yes was fun but in me it was a it felt short to me in a way the the cutting of the song was strange i definitely very strange not in terms of quality let's let me get that clear before i make this comparison it almost reminded me of supernova with monet and shay and not in like the quality at all but like they both know that this lip sync is it it's for a valid prize but they also like no pressure on winning this we're just going to go out and have a good time and do our best and like really enjoy ourselves. And I think you could definitely tell from both of them that that's what they were feeling. Sure. Uh, also, I was not surprised that James doing this well at all, because in my opinion, she won her lip sync against Kamora on season nine. So seeing this kind of reinforced that to me of like, yeah, James is a good performer. She's not like Lava Ree levels of good performer, but she's a good performer. Yeah, but she's not bad. Because I'll agree with you too on that one. Like, I felt like that she should have got a little bit more credit against Kamora because Kamora was bad. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Lahana Child was bad. She was bad both times they had her on the bottom. I was like, that's this is just cementing why you need to go home, bro. No, literally. Like her and this, like, I don't know, this cast wreck fantasy island meets uh uh Gilligan's Island meets Fire Island, something she had on child. I don't know. Meets like Brazzers. Like yeah. he's in <laughs> and I watched live and I watched because Rika was on it, right? And then I was watching the episode, I'm like, so because I had never watched a single lip sync ever anything from Drag Race ever before. And I was watching, I'm like, oh, so James is staying then, right? And then at the end when James goes, I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> How? It was very odd. It was very odd. But I think that they did, I think they both did a cute job with the song. It's very funny because it's like, even though the song is a cute song, I did feel like that it really wasn't in either of their wheelhouse. Like, <laughs> like wow. I don't I no. don't see Lala doing Rain On Me that much and I really don't see James doing it. So they were really making the best out of a, out of a whatever situation they were in kind of a moment. In the like, words of Jaden Dior fears, hashtag the best I can do right now here in this moment. Boom. <laughs> that, that. It wasn't one where, like, when that song came out, we're like, oh, this person 100% has it. I was like, Lala's going to do rain on me? Let me oh, Kahana's about to play. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I would have liked to see what the lip sync would have been like if, if there was no uh, dry humping and all of that stuff that it kind of devolved into. I mean, that was cute and all. I guess one of them initiated it and 
the other one graciously participated even when they didn't have to uh but still like i'm like what could they have done like i agree with i agree with brooke it gave that air of neither of us are actually gonna like go home or lose after this right. kind of a situation like, we're probably like, both gonna win anyway yes yeah. let's no. let Lala, lala's like let me help you up off the floor james you know let's, <laughs> let's dance around in a circle together i'm like it's you can tell that James probably like stumbled getting up or something because after Lala helps her up, they cut to Lala for a solid like five seconds, and then they cut back to James. And I'm like, James was like, wait, oh. James was like, wait a minute, bitch, I got up wrong. Hold on. <laughs> it was hard for her to get up because she's got these. She's got, she's got these, baby. <laughs> um, who cares? Because they both win. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say? that um production and editing y'all really had us sitting over here being like oh this is what y'all are about to do out of this whole thing when they had lala and james both win and then james got her spin and then lala got her spin i was like oh we did all of this so we can give lala five times is that what we're doing i was like because that would be real convenient i would have loved to see it i, I would have been mad but i would be like that's real convenient <laughs> During my watch through earlier, I had somehow miraculously not been spoiled online as to who won, right? Oh. Which I guess wasn't one, but but this is James Mansfield, your winner. I'm like, okay, work, not what I expected, but work. And then the girls are like, yay! And then when they say, well, Larry, you're also winner, you just hear all this, like, who yeah! yeah! <laughs> oh my god, to these yeah. girls, no, literally, James Pete in somebody's cornflakes. <laughs> Really, truly, and honestly, like I don't get it. But Maybe they don't like her. So well, like, we saw Darian and Kasha like congratulate James as they were walking off the stage to go to the side. And I think Monica as well. But Monica did too. And then a few of the girls congratulated Lala, and they have to walk past James to get to the side of the stage. We saw none of that. From like half mm. the tops from the top six, pretty much. So may so maybe this was something that happened after episode one because if Monica was still cool with her, it makes me feel like that maybe this is something that happened after Monica left. Well, a lot of it, uh, uh, the T allegedly is they were just mad that James was in the top for episode one. Like that's honestly what it was, and so they were that's like, "That's a oh, lot to hold on to, though." I'd be like, I know. Just, well, and it's just well, grass. I don't know. I don't get it either. But yeah. um, also, I would be remiss if I did not at all mention our fabulous, beautiful, amazing guest judge of this episode, Ego Wodum, because she is an icon, a legend, and she <laughs> is the moment. I just needed to acknowledge her. But yes, we get the wheel spins. So James's fame game points are being multiplied by two, and Lala's are being multiplied by three. Good for <laughs> them. Sure. I have a question. <laughs> okay. Now, personally, I'm fine with it, but I want to see how you guys feel. Do you think they should have had one wheel spin for both of them, or do you think them both getting individual spins is fair? I thought both individually was fair. I think it was fair. I don't care. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious because I feel like somebody might be could have said something about that. Like, I could I have seen it. Enough. I could have seen it be the. I could have seen it be the opposite way, and I wouldn't have been mad. I could have seen them being like, you all, or like the spin, like this amount will be for both of you. Because it's not like they individually yeah. spun the wheel themselves. Uh, yeah. Bruno did. So Right, Bruno did. So it's one where I'm kind of like, because that's how I would feel. Like, hold on, bitch, I might be trying to put some, put some real muscle behind right? this. And you might like, not try to, yeah. 
Based on how the season has gone, truthfully and honestly, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't care. I really don't. Respectful. Oh, oh, oh. I really, really don't, don't care. care. <laughs> um, Put one finger in the air. Now, did we did we all vote for our fame games winner? Mm. Alcahana. Yeah. Alcahana. I, well, that was uh, my next question, so we'll start with we'll start with Brandon if you would like to disclose. But Brandon, yeah, I, I I put all my ten votes on Kahana, so yeah, Great. I put I put ten votes on Kahana as well. Okay, I actually put I think five votes for Kahana. I put four for Alexis, and then I put one for Monica. So all season long, I have told you I would be voting for Mrs. Kasha Davis. But in the moment, I did not. Uh, You pulled a different lipstick, bitch. What? I I put all 10 of my votes on James Mansfield. Sure. Work, work. So I actually split my votes. I I thought there were a lot of people that I wanted to vote for. So I ended up splitting my votes uh, four, three, two, one. Um, oh. so I gave, I gave four points to, I think the person that for me overall won the fame games. And that person is Darian Lake. Um, I really do think combined runway package and performance in this variety extravaganza for me, it was Darian. Um, so I gave four points to Darian. Uh, I gave three points to Lala Ree. I gave two points to Jessica Wilde and I gave one point to Kyle. Respectable. Yeah. That's respectable, yeah. It's and also funny. Darian's Twitter game has been very good. No, that, literally. Honest to God, that did influence me just a little bit because she really took that last second to just nail it home. And I was genuinely really impressed with, with that from her. So well now I, and, ha- I have a okay. Oh sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. No, you go, go ahead, go ahead. It's really interesting to me. I you would think that more of the queens would be doing some sort of Twitter campaigning about it, because you know Drag Race Twitter oh, is yeah. going to make up at least forty five percent of these votes, if not significantly more, at yeah. minimum five. So you would think that that would be what they're doing. Darian has been kind of all over my Twitter this weekend. Oh yeah, people talking about oh my god, I love what Darian's doing on Twitter. Darian's killer. These little like smear. Nisha has a hot boyfriend. Doesn't she have <laughs> enough? Vote for me. Yeah. So good. Like it, yeah. it's just she was it's hashtag smear campaign. I so, love it. Okay. I'm truly just a big fan of it. But we will find out next week not only who wins Queen of the Fame games, but we will find out finally Jimbo winning. Probably Jimbo winning. Most likely Jimbo winning. And I'm thrilled and happy. And, and if not, and if she says candy, I'm a flip. I'm going to be like, oh my God. I'm going to be, like, uh, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be upset a little bit for Jimbo. I'm but I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be real happy for Miss Muse. No, I'm, I'm going to be happy either candy. way. I'd be very happy be, either way. I'd be very gagged. Where a crowning has felt like this obvious and we've been bait and switched at the end. I don't, I can't think of one. Trixie some... Mattel. Trixie Mattel, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was a jerk. That the twist, though, like in one of those, like, out of the top two. Agreed. Like, people, yeah. People and, could say, and then, 
people can say Shay's all. I was gonna say people can say Shay's All Star win was one because mm-hmm. Cracker led with challenges going into the finale. Oh, I thought you meant. Um, I, I was thinking about Sasha winning. season two, but yeah, I was thinking about All Stars because yeah. she wasn't Cracker. Kind of yeah. was leading challenges no, and stuff yeah. going into All Stars, but Shay still Shay still got it. Now, when I think All Stars, um, again, I was under the impression that Raja was going to win All Star Six, but I was still very happy about Kylie. Oh, All Star Six. Honestly, mm. Canada's Drag Race Crave Original Canada versus the World because I thought Silky was going to win. Oh, same, same. <laughs> yeah, well, it very much say, looked like Silky was going to win that. She dominated that whole category. I will no, say, literally. and it's been brought up on Twitter and on like some of the review channels as well. This year of Drag Race, so far, the four winners that we have thus far have all been the clear front runner of the season. So I won't spoil the winners for, like, people that haven't watched those seasons, because go watch Svarie and, I guess, Espana if you really want to... Well, now it's spoiled. (laughs) Watch watch Espana up there. I who won. But they'll watch realize it once up, they, watch, somebody's winning all the challenges. Watch Espanya up to the com- watch Espanya up until the comeback episode. Do not finish the comeback episode though, and, and then do not watch anything thing. past it. Yeah, watch for her. Right to the finale. <laughs> right to the finale. But don't, but don't right watch nothing else. Don't watch yeah. nothing else. Don't even um, watch the lip sync. Don't watch the lip sync. Yeah, just just yeah. literally roll your way through the comeback episode of Espanya. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I think I think we are primed, prepped, and ready for a Jimbo crown, and I'm fine with it, and I'm more than happy with it. Cool with it. So, oh, Connie, da. I want to end this episode. Don't think I forgot, David Healy, because I, I know this. you're looking at me that way. <laughs> because David has insisted. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not insisted. <laughs> no, it's definitely not insisted. So. David has been so gracious to keep track of all of our scoring this season, which has been a really fun, new, lovely development that we've had. Mm-hmm. And there are statistics to be shared at the end of this episode. So, I love statistics. Yes. So we're going to be talking about the people that uh, pled the most this season, the people with full or overflowing cups this season. And then we're going to look at a ranking, actually, of the queens based on their highest average score from our panels and put those in order of um, things. It'll make sense when I show you that. Um, I am not wording it properly. but um, And I have a lot of things to add, too, as we go through it. So, Just when you thought it wasn't going to be a two-hour episode, plot twist, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Just when you thought it was off YouTube or Spotify or wherever you listen to the cup. <laughs> Several places now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. So we're going to go, go in order from the person who had the least amount of pleads or broken cups throughout the season. <laughs> and we're going to go up. So I would like the five people here to, oh, to guess. <laughs> Who gave well? The that was the obvious one. We all know you don't. David, was it David? Was it David? <laughs> was it David? <laughs> and then also including Mr. Talented and Lana in this. Okay, I'm still um, gonna guess David. I have a hunch. <laughs> David, you give none. Okay, yes, you're correct. It is David. Oh my god, I'm 
I was like, oh what? my god, so, so you can move forward to that next slide where it shows me at zero. Um, yes, so yeah, my lowest. My lowest score that I gave out all season was a five percent. Was it two? It was to poor Miss Kasha Davis for Kasha that Davis. look that she made in the ball. <laughs> yeah, <fair>. sorry. <laughs> um, who do we think is the next lowest amount? Brandon. I th- yeah, I Brandon. think it's me. Mm. It could be Brandon. I think it's Brandon. It is. Ah! Oh, I, I thought it was. Eve only gave one, and if you can see, we got a little picture of Pamara Fifth, since <laughs> we're pleading the Pamara Fifth. Um, okay, who do we think is the next lowest? Okay, then also, it has Brandy. I, I guess yeah. maybe I'm counting Eve's chops as pleads, because Eve chops a decent amount. Mm, yeah. I'll chop people, but I'll still give them a score. No, because it has to be me, because again, I'm more generous <laughs> with, like, for, for looks I don't like as much. Like mm-hmm. if I if it's a clear plead, I'll say it. Obviously, yeah. I, By I the think... way, the one for Eve was also um, a Kasha look. Was it the same one? No. Oh no! Because no, I, I remember... think it was that it was that black and white look. I think it was the black and white one. Yeah, black oh, and white. Oh, the uh, young Frankenstein. Yeah, not 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 young Frankenstein. No, because I remember the one look I just gave like a two was a, a Monica look. That's all I remember. That's say the next two people very are very cool. close. Okay. Brooke, did you probably say Young Frankenstein Logan. and Frankenstein? It's probably Logan and Brandon. Honestly, if they're close, it's me. Logan. Oh, Logan. Okay. Logan gave uh, two for Kasha, two for Nasha, and one for Monica. Yeah, I'm scared to see my number. <laughs> <laughs> who's next? Who's next? Okay, just by one. Okay. Yep. And Brandon gave two for Kasha, two for Monica. And one for each candy and Lala. Was the wait? What for, was the what was the Lala one I pleaded? It was probably that nude illusion one um, from the first episode, the famous the now. like the really? like subscribe one. Yeah, really fans. Yeah, oh I think that's yeah, okay. Next, I would guess would probably be Brooke. Yeah, we have we only have Brooke, Mister Talented, and Lana. Lana, now, left. yeah. So they all. They all like to hand them out. <laughs> it's Mr. Talented. I think Mr. Talented's next. Nope. Actually, oh. thank God. <laughs> Brooke, who do you think you gave the most pleads to? You gave four no. to one person. <laughs> it is. It's Nisha Lopez. You gave um, four to one person. You also gave three to Monica, two mm-hmm. to each Lala and Candy, and one each to Kasha and Darian. I was fair. You that. were. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, who has the most pleads, or the second most? Is it Mr. Talented or Lana? I would Mr. say Mr. Talented. Yeah, Mr. Talented. Because when Lana doesn't like something, she really doesn't like it. <laughs> She'll just flat out be like, first thing she says, it's a broken mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Okay. You all are right. Uh, yes, 17. Mr. 17. 17. And Jeez. a whopping seven of his 17 went to poor Kasha Davis. He gave three each to Monica and Nasha. There was two for Lala, and then one for Candy, one for Darian. This is your fame game winner. (laughs) So that's exactly why he said that. So uh, the most pleads was 19 from Lana, (laughs) which is like more than uh, the bottom four of us combined. Literally. Um, 
She gave... And I'm pretty sure half like half of this was Candy Muse. Um, you might be surprised. It was actually six for Kasha. And then Candy Muse had four. Uh, Monica and Darian had three, two for Nasha, and one for Lala. Oh, okay. So, wait, a a minute, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. You're telling me that Lana did not make one plea for Alexis Michelle, even though she mm. talked about how boring <laughs> and consistent her runways have been all season. No, correct. I was very surprised when you when you when you said which one she did it for. I was like, wait, let me come back real quick for this one. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. If now, now, now um, you need to tell her, and she's gonna <laughs> lose it. You can be like, wait, um, she, you actually didn't plead for her. Did we count the invisible cop that was given out? Who gave out an invisible cop? Wow. <laughs> oh, is yeah, that like, that counts. Is that like a Mario, like, like question box kind of thing that you... It, oh, no, it was an invisible cup. It was a missing cup. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, oh. it was missing at the bottom of the ocean cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one because I said mine was down there with Ariel. <laughs> so, so next we're doing um, full or overflowing uh, cups. I will make uh, okay. a, a note that... Um, Brandon is not in the correct order on this because, unfortunately, um, I made this before I got all of Brandon's score updates. Uh, so Brandon will be in the wrong position. But who all who do you all think gave the least amount of full or overflowing cups this season? David. 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 How many do you think I gave? None. What? None. It was. Kahana Montrese's banana look. It was Kahana Montrese's <laughs> banana look, an all-time great look for me. David posted on his Twitter I, a couple of days ago talking about that look, and I just responded with the Michelle Visage finger wag. No, <laughs> I saw that. That was so rude. Okay, uh, who do you think gave the least or the second um, least um, fools? Or Who's next? Lana. H- has to be Lana. No, okay, to be clear, if we're not no. counting Lana. <laughs> it's Mr. Talented. Oh. Yeah, I would have yeah. said it was Lana. Mr. Talented gave out eight. Half of them, four, were for Jimbo. Two were for Kahana. And then one each for Jessica and Alexis. Who's next? Lana. <laughs> Probably has to be Lana. Hmm... Nope. It's actually Eve. Oh, okay. Yes. Eve gave out 14. Can you hear us, Eve? I hope so. Eve gave out 14, and four of those were for Eesh. Kahana and Alexis, two of them for Nasha, and then one each for Jessica, Lala, Jimbo, and Candy. Wait, who did I? I gave the most to Kahana. You gave four to Kahana and four to Alexis, which yeah, makes, makes sense, sense. With, your, uh, with your votes. Yeah, those are the main two. Next, we have either Logan, Mr. Talented, Brandon, or Lana. Who do we think? Brandon. I'd say Brandon. I think next is Brooke. Okay, let's see. Wait, is Brooke in this? Why'd you all stop oh, guessing Lana? Lana? <laughs> I know. Except I was going to say, y'all no, finally stopped guessing Lana, and it's no, actually like, Lana. I thought no, it was going to be higher up. No, yeah, because like oh. at that point, I was just like, wait a minute. Like Now that I'm looking at the numbers, I was like, okay, that Lana's could be much higher now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so she gave out five for Kahana, four for Lala and Jimbo, 
three for Jessica and Alexis, one for Candy, Monica, Nasha, Heidi. Only one person uh, gave full cups to all 12 people. Hmm. Um, but uh, who do you all think gave out the third most? Okay, this probably has to be Brooke. Yeah. It is Brooke. Yes. Oh, Not by, by much. one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brooke gave out 24. Brooke, who do you think you gave out the most for? Honestly, maybe Heidi. I don't know because I left a lot of Heidi's package. It could have been James. Well, we didn't get to see a lot of, of Heidi. So, um, unfortunately, there were only so many we could count. But your second guess was right. It was James. You gave out six uh, to James throughout the season. And then the next most was three to Kahana and Alexis, two to Jessica, Lala, Darian, and Heidi, and then one for Jimbo, Nisha, Candy, and Kasha. To be Only clear, one for Kasha. Hey, she was great as a person. That's why I told you I was going to vote for her. Mm -hmm. As a person. Okay. I will go ahead and say the next slide is not correct. Yeah, the it's it's out of That's what I was thinking. So, oh, so Brandon Brandon was the most and Logan was second. Correct. Yeah, yeah before I got uh, the updates, Brandon was the second most, but we'll go ahead and talk about Logan since Logan was the second most. Um there were 29 who was the most for you? I feel like I feel like it was Alexis. You feel correct. Yeah. Um, you gave out six to Alexis, four to Jimbo, yeah, three uh to Jessica, uh Kahana, Heidi, and Darian, two to Nasha, one to Candy, one to Lala, one to James, one to Kasha, one to Monica. That is I, all twelve people. I know. I was like, I'm the one that gave a full to everybody. Yeah. I know that yeah. for sure. I was gonna say I agree with that too. Prince looks. We did not count those. Because if we count the entrance looks, I fooled Monica Beverly Hills' entrance. Oh, okay. Nice. That was, oof, oof. Uh, yeah, it was just stuff that was on the runway. Okay. Um, and then, so now, Brandon got bumped up to number one. Brandon went from 26 to 34. <laughs> yeah. um, so, oh, Brandon, you, you were very generous with these, and I Jesus love it. Christ. You gave out five to Alexis and Kahana. Four, oh, high. Wow. Yeah. Four to Jessica, James, Heidi, and Jimbo. Sounds about right. Uh, three to Nasha, two to Lala, one to Candy, one to Kasha, one to Monica. You got three to Nasha. What? Bless your heart. Uh, the Shady Queen cookies. Hold on. Let me look. Oh, the Cookie Crisp look? Yeah. Oh, I didn't like Probably that. Probably Cookie Crisp, Shady Lady, something else. I can look. Hold on. I did not like that cookie runway. Oh, God. Okay, so if I see this correctly. Um, no, I was very generous because, like, I think um, it was left Legendary. That was one of them. So the cookie look. Yeah. Um, and then As the World Turns. Uh, that one was a good one. That one was a good one. Which look is that? 
Can someone remind me? The, the she one had with the bow tie, and then her ass was out. It was like the tuxedo, oh. but her ass was out. And then yeah. fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those were the three I gave foals for Nasha. So, yeah. so we're also going to look really, really quickly at uh, the top scored look overall for each queen in order of their top ranked percentage. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so these are not um, in order of how they're averaged. It's just based on their top look. So, um, in twelfth place, our highest look. From this queen was we had the oh, net no. gala look for Monica. That was her highest scored look for us. And we gave that on average an 86. Um, an 86. Yes. Her overall average for the season from us was a um a 46.96. So a little rough, but we still love her. She didn't have the lowest average. She was number 11 out of everybody. Hey, now. Yeah. yeah. This is what dreams made of. Next in 11th for the highest look is yes. Darian Misshapen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Darian's highest look was Misshapen. Um, and this, the um, score was... An 87.71. Yes, an 87.71. Her overall average for us was a 59.14. So she was ranked at number nine overall for us. Yes, the next highest average um, one for us was James. And James had... An 88.6 about. But overall, her average score was 75. Um, and that puts her at number six. Four, if you're only counting uh, fame game eligible queens. Fire. Oh, and this was her famous um, forever look, by the way. Um, so then we have Candy Muse. Her highest look was her makeover look. Um, and this scored for us an average of 90.6. Um, overall, her average was 52. Um, so quite a bit lower than that. Thanks, Lana. <laughs> um, she was number 10 overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Mrs. Kasha Davis. Um, this was her fruity patootie look. Um, and this had an average score from us of 90.7. Um, but her overall average was 43%. And unfortunately, that puts her at number 12. No comment. Oh. Yeah, poor Kasha. <laughs> then... We have Miss Nasha Lopez. Um, this was her uh, Miss Fill in the Blank look, uh, Miss Shady Lady. Um, and this we gave an average score of 86 to. Um, and I, so these might not be in order then uh, because this is below <laughs> where Candy was, but that's okay. Um, so on average, no, I'm, I read it wrong. 
This got a 91.9. Sorry, it's been a long day. Um, her average score overall was a 62.8, and she was number eight overall. Welcome. <laughs> Next up, we have Jessica Wilde. This was her very first uh, look on the runway this season. This was her famous then look, um, and this averaged at 95.3. Very high score. Um, her average overall was a 74.5. And that put her at number five for the season. I was like, if we find a picture of Jessica and it ends up being her in an oblong uh, bodysuit, I'm going to be <laughs> upset. Nope. Next up, uh, gone but not forgotten, Miss Heidi. Um, well, this, this had an average score from us of 96.9. And believe it or not, um, her average score for the season was 85.9, which is number one. She had the highest average based on her looks this season. We love you, Heidi. Yeah. But came eligible, she would have gotten my vote. Mm -hmm. She definitely would have been a strong yeah. contender. She would have been my winner if, if she would have been family eligible. Easily. Mm -hmm. Love you, Miss Closet. Next up, we have Lala Ree. This is her Grace Jones look. Um, so this had an average score from us of 97.9. We're getting very high with these scores. Um, <laughs> her average um, for the season was 64.5, and that put her at number seven for the season. It was a roller coaster of a runway this year for Lombardi. Yeah, it was. She had very much so. Very. <laughs> very much so. Next up, it's Miss Manpick herself. Uh, Alexis Michelle. Uh, so this was also her Miss Fill in the Blank look, and this had a 98 average from us. Um, her overall average was 81.8. That put her at number three for the season. Yeah, I can see that. I forgot about this look. I am so happy I'm being reminded of it. Yeah, it was, it was so good. Oh my god. And then we have Jimbo with her net gala look. Um, so this got an average score from us of 99. Very high. Um, her overall average was 78.1. Um, that put her at number four overall. Um, so I figure I know who number two is. Well, we only have one person left. I think, I, you know, I said what I said. <laughs> so the highest... Um, scoring look for Kahana, which also means it was the highest scoring look of the season for us. Um, this uh, was her net gala look. It got a 99.3, um, which is pretty close to perfection. I'm sure I was the only one weighing that down. Sorry. Um, but her average score for the season was 84.5, and that put her at number two. But um, number one, if you count people that showed their full package. Correct. She's number one of the fame game eligible queens. Only Heidi was above her. Ma'am. Killer oh, Lux. Wow. Yeah. Killer Lux. Some good ones for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, that is that. Thank you for joining us for our penultimate episode of our All-Stars 8 coverage. We will be back next week to talk about the finale, finally. Yay. Thank God. 
uh, make sure to do the things on YouTube because you're on YouTube. Do the YouTube things. You know how to do them, so do them. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Cup Pod, where you can find out what we're doing and you can see all of our funny moments because we're really funny bitches. Um, make sure to get your merch. Link below. No one brought out merch this episode, but it's somewhere. Mine is somewhere. I don't remember where mine. There is. it is. There it is. It's right Great. here. And. Uh, with all that being said, cheers. 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 Are we glad we didn't see a Dr. Seuss book today? <laughs> oh, no. No, I, miss I it. missed it. That is so you know, about, miss, you you know my, favorite, my favorite Dr. Seuss book is Not a Sulking Clock. 